This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit redfivenetwork.com. I'm Big Lovin, and this is Don Dallas Nooch. Welcome to the Escape Pod, episode 64. Kevin Smith, double feature. Clank, nice. clank, bitch. Uh, how you guys doing? I finished that one. We were uh, just a little bit late. We were finishing up uh, watching Mall Rats for the 1100th time. Yes. Yes. Um, and it was just as entertaining and how funner because it's been a little bit since I've seen that. Yeah, we really spent about the last 10 minutes giggling all about all kinds of all shit. All the jokes. All the jokes we were laughing at. So. Oh. You can find us, as always, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and all your favorite podcasting apps like iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Audible, and Google Play. Check us out. Another great podcast at Red 5 Network. For all kinds of excellent shows like Wookie Radio, who talked about uh, meeting Moochie last week, and uh, Rogue One Radio, who talks about some random topics and general shenanigans last that's night. The, that's the best stuff. That's the best kind of stuff. I was a little bummed out. I was going to join them and talk to them, and I ended up having a couple of things to do, and they sent me a link, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a bunch of stuff. I can't do it. I was real bummed it. out. I like talking to those guys. Yeah, they're cool guys. They're cool guys. It was nice being on their show. Yeah. That was fun stuff. Yep. Even if even if I oversold my uh, whole tabletop gaming, <laughs> I was like, no, really, I've done one thing. Apparently, card game, games don't count. Yeah. Well. Oh, shit. Uh, if you're listening to this as an audio podcast, please consider joining us live on Wednesday nights on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash ATSW, the escape pod, all one word. Um, and please join us at patreon.com and search ATSW, the escape pod in the search creator bar, like some of you have done recently to support the show and get in on the exclusive escape crate. Uh, please, please visit our store on tpublic.com search ATSW, the escape pod, and make sure that you scroll down and look at all the random goodies like coffee mugs, stickers, and tote bags. In addition to sweet teas and hoodies. You said that really fast. I didn't mean to. I realized that when I was halfway through it, I was like, holy shit, this is coming out next. Yeah, it's like you've said it before. It is. Uh, before you get into the shout outs, let me shout out the chat. Uh, Josh Gutierrez, Lunar Girl, uh, Used and Abused, Just Jen, um, which means that Jess is nearby, and I'm sure Dragon Buddy is probably hanging out too. Or he hasn't got home yet. Or he hasn't sometimes, got home sometimes yet. Sometimes he gets home mid-show. Well, that happened, that's happened before. You know, that cable business is serious. Yeah, it's no fucking joke. I would not fuck around with that. No. And he mm. takes care of his people, so. Right, so right. He, Absolutely. He, he tries to wait till they go home before he goes home, so. That's that's fucking awesome. Patreon shout-outs? No. You gotta go back. Oh. The shout-out shout To the regular shout-outs, man. You need to get your shit together. It's early in the show, and you're already fucking up. I'm all I'm all kinds of thinking about the backseat of a Volkswagen right oh, now. Oh, very uncomfortable place. Very uncomfortable place. Uh, shout-outs. First and foremost, always got to give a shout-out to the Sidebar Cantina. That is the mothership. That is Dave and Jason. That is our New Jersey Delphians. That is the homies. They're doing their thing. They just had their uh, 80s, what was like? I don't know if you call it the playlist, but they did their 80s, 80s mixtape. Mix yeah, 80s mixtape fucking episode on Monday, which I was in Florida, so I didn't I didn't partake in listening to it that. It was it was super fun. Um, I would say maybe one of the better best subjects they've had in a in a while. They were oh, everybody nice. was into it. The chat was engaged, the fan base was engaged online. Nice. And nice. it was just a good show. And Lunar Girl did a kick-ass job putting shit together in the background. Nice. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Uh, old man Johnson just joined the chat. What's up? What's up, old man Johnson? 
Uh, next, check out Use and Abuse with Kim and Scott. I seen on the YouTube, the Tubes of You, they did an episode 19 hours ago, and then I think they did another one before that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they, they did their really, racing one. They're really double banging out them episodes. Man. Yep, yep. They're really doing the damn thing. Yep. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then check out uh, Big Swede's Excellent Adventure and Tactical Swede and Swede Reacts on YouTube and Sweetie Seed and the Salty Bunch. <laughs> And all kinds of other shit. That shit fucked me up last time. I know. Um, Sweet, did you see uh, Sweet's little video that he did about in the air tonight? I I, I seen it, but I didn't click on it because mm-hmm. I was with the family and I was spending a lot of time with the family. So he's sitting there listening to that, uh, you know, the part of the song just before the big drum roll. And he's like, if you don't hear this song like this, we can't be friends. And then it goes... <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And you're like, exactly. That's exactly what you do. If you don't do that, like in your car. Right. Yeah. When that song's playing and you're like in your car or whatever, just before that, you turn it way up way inappropriately up. loud. Yes. To where like your ears should probably be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fucking coming and you are ready. Um, Patreon shout outs. Uh, Scott and Kim Rasmussen, Todd Lovin, Jen and Jess Bolt. Big Swede, Lunar Girl and Dragon Buddy, Richie K- the King Arm Rooster, Kristen Roscom, Ron Old Man Johnson, Backyard Tardis, Eric Dub Williams, Philly Dave Martin, and as always, Nostalgia Inc. sponsoring the Escape Crate. When did Kristen Roscom? Did I miss that? You must have. How did I miss that? It was before last show. Was it? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just not used to seeing it yet, so maybe that's why I'm reacting. Yeah. She likes us, and Jason. Jason's eh. just like, fuck you guys. Yeah, he doesn't have time Fair for enough. us. Fair enough. Can't say I don't blame him. Fuck us. Oh, yeah. Uh, Swede did a, a kick-ass cover of uh, Take On Me on that's what, YouTube, that's, too. That's what I was thinking of. I did see that if you don't react. I didn't watch the video, but I did see that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't watch it. Take On Me. I love that song. Hell yeah. It's movie time. <laughs> movie time. It's movie time. <laughs> movie time. Yes. Yeah. It's um, all about the jazz hand. It is. Jazz hands are a necessity mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to movie time. Right. Okay, you got this first one, or do I got this first one? Who's going first? Uh, customarily, I think you take care of it. Let's do this. Christina Ricci added to the cast of Matrix 4. I seen that when I was standing in line at the Secretary of mm-hmm. State today. Mm-hmm. Christina Ricci's in, in my top ten, I think. Oh, yeah? Of, like, hot chicks or actresses? Hot chicks that... Um, Act? Yes. <laughs> Act. Nice. I like how you closed your eyes and you forced out Act. Got <laughs> uh, Netflix scraps plans for second season of Jupiter's Legacy in favor of live action super crooks. I'm kind of pissed. You don't say. I invested all that fucking day to watch that show, and then they're like, <laughs> yep. we're not following it up. That's, that's why I like when that kind of information leaks out before you watch a thing. Yes. Because I will forego watching something knowing that there's gonna be no more of it yeah yeah like because i don't want to want for it nobody would ever go you know what firefly was a really great show had we known they were going to cancel it after season one right um so from here on out we're going to need people to leak that information before we emotionally invest Uh, in a show i don't want to be emotionally invested in a show and then just for you to pull the plug on Mm -hmm. that's unnecessary that hurts my feelings Yep. And I only got one of them, so you can't be doing that. Yeah. Sons of bitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner Brothers' upcoming Blue Beetle solo movie is reportedly getting a release on HBO Max instead of sending the DC movie to theaters. I actually think that's kind of Blue Beetle was like he's not. Not a lot of people know who the fuck Blue Beetle is. I didn't expect Blue Beetle to even put up the numbers that like Shazam did. Yeah. And Shazam was kind of on the lower end of the spectrum. Right. Right, right. Um, as far as their sales go. So they probably were like, you know what? This Blue Beetle picture, I good. Didn't know, I didn't know who the hell the Blue Beetle was until the death of Superman comics when he got his ass handed to him by Doomsday. Actually, mm-hmm. I think Doomsday killed him, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Um, it's been a while, but uh, he's definitely... Uh, I don't know that I would have gave him a movie. Yeah. I, 
imagine he would probably have been better served with an inexpensive television show. Uh, John Wick 4 cast its uh, star Bill Skarsgård in mystery role. I like Bill Skarsgård. Who's Bill Skarsgård? Um, what has he been in? Let me, uh, let me bring him up on the... You're going to fuck something up. Yeah. Don't do it. There it is. Down. Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. Okay. He played uh, It. Yeah, see, I never saw that because I don't do horror movies. He is a good actor. Oh, he better be. Yes. He better be. Uh, no, old man Johnson, I have not seen Yellowstone. Is he in Yellowstone? Is that what we're saying? Just saying. Must be. Maybe. Hannibal creator Brian Fuller is tapped to write and direct a new adaptation of horror master Stephen King's killer car novel, Christine. Christine's one of my favorite uh, film adaptations adaptations of Stephen King book. I've seen the movie, never read the book. Uh, I never really cared for the movie, but I'm not a horror movie guy. So that's not fair assessment yeah. of said movie. I really like Cujo and Firestarter. Cujo was good. Cujo was good. You ever seen Firestarter? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces. Oh, uh, it's got uh what's her face in it. Yes. Um, she was an ET. She was married to Tom Green. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Um, the book of Boba Fett wraps filming for season one this week. Or last I, week. Yeah, just yes. That's fantastic. They got they got boxers and lots of gloves for gifts for holiday for wrapping. Really? For wrapping gifts. They all got underwear? Yeah, they got like some sweet boxers. Huh. That's pretty cool. Interesting. <laughs> Old Man Johnson says, no, he's not in it, but it is a good series. <laughs> Thank you. Fair enough. He's just trying to, he's trying to feed the people. Hey, what's going on, Ramon? My buddy Ramon in the chat. What's up, dude? Thanks for joining us, brother. Um, ba -bum -bum. Get it? Get it? Oh, it's time to hit that button. Power up. I'm bad. hard to hear today yeah well it's because the air conditioner we're uh, not used to it we're not used to the air conditioner being on but next week we'll have the new earbud uh technology the closed circuit system so oh, shit. we'll be we're living the dream um according to a chinese or yeah chinese switch accessory manufacturer the upcoming switch pro will have a larger seven inch display um and uh the system itself is not any bigger, so it implies that the um, the screen bezel yeah, is much smaller. Yeah, um, it's going to have uh, an OLED screen instead of an LED screen, um, which I believe requires less energy, so the battery life should go up a little bit. Hell yeah! And it gives you deeper blacks and better colors. So that's what we what slipped out about the switch this week. Didn't they just come out with a switch not too long ago? This is the one that yes, it's the same switch. It just isn't out yet. They haven't even made the official announcement yet. Because my son just bought a switch not too long ago mm -hmm. that was a newer switch. But well, it, it's the one where you can't remove the fucking yeah yeah yeah. yeah that that came out last year. Yeah, but it's still hard to fucking get. Yeah, this is more like. Uh, like the Switch or like the PlayStation 4 Pro. Gotcha. It's gotcha. just better hardware. Gotcha. Uh, CD Project President and Joint CEO Adam Kinzinski. Okay, we're going with that. Repeated his re recent recommitment to Cyberpunk 2077. We intend to live up what we promised our gamers in January. I think it's a little too little too late. I Well, it's definitely too little too late. Um. Jen says that the one that your boy bought was called the Switch Lite. Switch Lite, yes, yes. Um, there's very little excuse uh, to have released a game that broken in the first place. I agree. And now that. here we are. By the time that comes out or anything comes out to live up to that, you're going to be two years into the life cycle of a finite game. Yep. It's one thing if you're going to do that with a game that's like a games as a service. Mm -hmm. 
and you know people are going to play it for a long time yep. but that's not what that is that was a nice package play from the beginning to the end there's two or three different ways you can play it so you get some replayability right. but most of the people that really wanted to have already replayed through it so they're just going to dump a million dollars into R&D on a project that people don't give a fuck about anymore. Right. I'm with you, man. Dude, I think, like I just said, too little, too late. Very little in the gaming industry really makes me angry. Shit like that really makes me angry. Yeah, you, you've, you've spoke on that for yep. many different games. Just be like, look, we fucked up. Game's we'll get ready. you on the next one. Yeah, game's not ready. And then when the next one comes out, sell it a little cheaper. Buy back some goodwill. You need to, but they won't. They'll never do shit like that. Well, it, why blow a million dollars on something nobody's going to play? Just saying. Mm. Just saying. Anyway, um, Devolver Digital and Dose One's latest uh, release, Sludge Life, is a game about graffiti, vandalism, and double butthole cats. Cool. What? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on with this. I've seen some of the stuff online, and it looks like something I wouldn't play. It's very, uh, I don't know, it, the, the art style is so, like, middle school. Double butthole cats. Double uh, butthole cats. Do you think they're going to be next to each other or on top of each other? I've seen the picture. They're next to each other. Oh, I'd rather be on top. Um... Anyway, it's been refused, or they refused its classification in Australia, so they can't even sell it in Australia. That's that's fucking fantastic. I love it. I love a game like when this. is GTA Six? I we don't know yet. We it, don't know. When we get that information, we'll let you know. Don't try to. Don't try to. Ooh. It depends on think, whether I mean, we're not that kind of insiders. Is GTA Six going to have settled, double butthole cats? Ron better settle the fuck down. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> He's coming at me with the wrong attitude. I think right he's too excited. Chat. I heard. I think he heard about the double buttholes, and double he was like, he's like, "What? Gotta, I'm in. Got to see that." Yeah, yeah. Uh, just so everybody wants to know, this Dark Alliance will get a split screen. Uh, what? Couch. Couch co-op. Co-op after launch, Dubai summer. I've never heard of a couch co-op. Couch co-op. You play Goldeneye, right? Yeah. Four players, same room, one screen. Oh. Couch co-op. That's stupid. Why? That's just people stupid. really like that. Yeah, but we don't do that. I don't like that. People don't do that. I, in fact, I generally don't want to play my games with somebody else. I just would like to know who they're selling that for. There's tons of people that I want just don't that. See it. It's don't not see going it. to be the only mode of the game. It's going to be an additional option. So there's no loss if you don't like it. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just don't see people playing games like that anymore. Jen and Jess will. Yeah, but they're like one out of a lot of my friends that wouldn't. <laughs> I'll cheers to that. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Mm. I just speak truths, my friend. These are the hot sheets. Best investigator reporting on the planet. Best. best. The bestest. The bestest. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> It's you, buddy. Spider-Man 2099 TV show reportedly coming to Disney+. Plus. Live action? No, it looks like they're uh, planning on a cartoon. Like, a, like an animated, like CGI-ish? Mm-hmm. That'll be cool. I'll take it. I'm in. Yep. Tanakh Hurta to play Namor the Submariner in the upcoming Black Panther 2. Submariner. I didn't mean to say Submariner. <laughs> Are you sure? Hello, everybody. I was gonna say something. I was like, no, I'll let it go, and then you brought it back up, and that's fine. Yeah, shut up. Super. Did I say that right? Tanak Herta. Yeah, Tanak Herta. Sweet. Herta. Maybe Herta. 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 Close enough. Yes. And now it's time for sports talk with your hosts. Dangerous Don Juan Dominuch, beautiful Brady Lovin, here on the Escape Pod. Just to address the chat, uh, Jess is asking if if that means that I won't play Dark Alliance with them. I will make an exception, and I will play Dark Alliance that way. No, I won't, because you guys won't invite him over. Yeah. <laughs> but more importantly... Uh, he has to be in the room to play the game. I don't know that people don't do that anymore. I don't know that it'll split three ways. It didn't say. 
Well, that's when their daughter has to step up. Yeah. Then all four of us could play. It would be like play it. What was that game? Um, oh, fuck. There was a game with like dwarfs and elves and you no. Know, Midgets with swords and claw hammers. Gauntlet? Did you ever yes, play Gauntlet? Gauntlet was awesome, dude. Fuck yes, son. Gauntlet was, so, yeah, because I love playing that out the arcade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, I we, love that game. We used to play that couch co-op style. Yeah, that game was fun as hell, dude. I think this, but, that, but that's what I'm, my point being is people don't do that anymore. But uh, there's enough people that want to start doing that again. I don't know. I don't know. I think the COVID's just getting to them. Don't don't you think like oh, Dave Martin's in the chat. What's going on, Dave? What's up, dude? He's got a popping in. Thumbs up. Got a bounce. Awesome, dude. Thanks for joining. Oh man. yeah, Golden Axe was sweet too. Golden Axe. That's that's the one I was thinking of. Golden Axe, not Gauntlet. Well, that was on Ge- uh, the Genesis. I played the one in the arcade. They were in the same the arcade, game, aren't yeah. they? They're yeah. the exact same game, aren't they? Yeah, but I I don't know that you could play Gauntlet on Sega. I don't know. I remember the game, though. Because yeah. I remember you jump on the creatures and the different kinds of animals and move them around. And... Gauntlet. Hell yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, Jen, Jen stands up to say people do, too. No, but it doesn't count if it's just you and your significant other or the people within your home. If pe- you, I'm talking people legit coming over to play these fucking games. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't happen like it used to. And you know I'm not lying. No, I agree. But wouldn't it be cool if you could go over to your buddy's house and all you had to take was your controller? That would be awesome. And it would like, you know, it would link and it'd have all of your information in it. I guess I didn't think about that salad gave me the burps. Yeah, I noticed. Yeah, dude. It's pretty heavy. Brady's been murdering me with his fucking uh in intestinal rot that he's got going on. Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. It's probably from being on the road for four days. No, I was just on the road all day yesterday. All I all I ate yesterday, all I had yesterday was a 12 ounce Red Bull water watermelon Red Bull, this eight ounce Red Bull watermelon, and then a thing of no man land jerky, which is my favorite. That's what jerky. I smell when you burp. Is yes. is like jerky or beef sticks or something. Oh. I think your guts are rotten from yesterday. Yeah, dude. And because and then I had some barbecue Pringles. That's all I ate all day yesterday. Yeah, You're, it was fantastic. You got garbage guts. Yeah, <laughs> mix it with the Corona, baby. Let's get back to sports. What happened? Uh, the Titans land Julio Jones in exchange for a second round pick. Oh, and just so everybody knows, he's not going to be number 11. He's going to be number two. So he's going to be fucking shit? I'm just letting you know. He's going to be the shit is what he's trying to let you know. Um. Okay. Golfer John Raymond had a six-shot lead in the Memorial Tournament when he tested positive for the coronavirus and then was made to withdraw from the tournament. That's fucked up. Yeah, isn't it though? That is. Could you up. imagine? You're about ready to win one of the biggest fucking tournaments of your life, and you got to quit because you come down with an asymptomatic case of coronavirus, and you're going to play the sport outside. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. For fuck's sake, that's ridiculous, bro. Just just stay over there. Yeah. While Don't I hit my fucking golf ball, and we'll use the camera like it's intended from a fucking distance. Yeah. That's how I roll. Yeah. You need to focus. Focus. No focus. No, it's a line for the moon. I know, I know, I know, I know. Before uh, we get into this main topic, yes. we need to take a pee break. Already? Yeah, dude. It's one of those kind of nights. Oh, uh, this might be a double pisser, guys. Hell yeah. Here it goes. Woohoo. Hello. This is George Decay reminding you, Don and Brady, for your mid-show pee break. Oh my, may I watch? <laughs> Wang. Nostalgia Inc. in downtown Jackson is your one-stop shop for comic books, graphic novels, tabletop games, supplies, and tons of other super nerdy stuff. 
They have everything from your favorite superhero comics to all the latest manga and horror graphic novels. Superman, Spider-Man, The Avengers, My Little Pony, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, My Hero Academia, Star Wars, and Batman are just a few of the familiar titles you will see while browsing through the store. And don't forget to check out their back catalog. And for all your tabletop needs... Nostalgia has the largest in-stock selection in the area of Dungeons & Dragons books, miniatures, and more. As well, they have the latest Magic the Gathering and Pokemon card game releases. Store hours are currently 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. So come to downtown Jackson and get nostalgic at Nostalgia Inc. What's up, everybody? This is Big Lovin' and Don Dellis Nooch. We wanted to take a minute to tell you how to get more from the Escape Pod experience. Become a Patreon supporter and you will get lots of bonus content, including movie reviews, videos from Comic-Con, behind-the-scenes content, and more. But even better, Patreon supporters get extra entries into the quarterly drawing for the Escape Crate. The Escape Crate is full of great stuff like t-shirts, Funko Pops, stickers, mugs, and other random goodies. The higher the membership level, the more entries per month you'll earn you also can receive one entry per episode you share on social media so if you have a couple extra bucks toss us some we will use it for covering the cost of hosting the show paying for booths at cons and equipment upgrades thanks Thanks for for all all the support support. and And now now back back to to the the show show. bad batch episode six decommissioned directed by nathaniel bellanova and written by amanda rose Manoise. Sid hires the Bad Batch to retrieve a Separatist tactical droid for its battle intel before it is destroyed as a Carillion decommissioning site. They encounter police droids guarding the facility, as well as Trace and Rafa Martez, who are also after the droid. Oh, stupid-ass fucking... Uh, Wrecker accidentally hits his head, and his inhibitor chip begins to activate. Tech and his sisters program the tactical droid to turn on the police droids, allowing them to escape, but the tactical droid is destroyed in the process. The sisters explain that they were retrieving it for a client who was fighting the Empire. Hunter gives them a copy of the droid's data that Tech made during the fight, and the sisters later tell their client how to find the Bad Batch. Hey, who the fuck do you think that is? Do you have any guess? Uh, my guess is it's either Bail Organa or it is Darth Maul and they're getting played. Do you think it's Ahsoka? It could be Ahsoka. I hadn't Just considered that. To drag her back in? I hadn't considered that. She made, she made, you know, they, she, some of the first friends she made outside of the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. She is out there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on record right here and right now. Go on record, buddy. I do not care for the Martez sisters. I didn't care for them in Clone Wars, and I don't care for them now. They don't bother me at all. Not one bit do they bother, bother me. I did not. I just don't. I don't like the way the characters are written. I don't like the don't dynamic like the of the older sister. She's, I don't really care for her right. as much. I think she's kind of like, she screws them over because she thinks she knows what she's doing, but she does. Right. She's, she's the asshole, big sister protector who also is the reason why everything's always fucked up. Agreed. And I feel like that dynamic is convoluted and I don't like it. So there, I feel like they gave, the one character, two characters to be, and they gave the other character uh, maybe the state of confusion. Yeah. You know, I was like, I just don't understand the writing. I think it's maybe something they did at, at the beginning and it made sense in the moment, and now they're stuck with it. But I don't understand the reason why they brought them back. Unless well, I, somebody I, likes them. So, well, we got to see who they're connected to, too. True, but I, if, if they're they're connected to Ahsoka, I can see how they pulled those strings. But then again, if you know what? That's a good point. Um, they were connected to Ahsoka. Yeah, let's you get into something right there, buddy. I made that. I know. Um, let's get into the Easter eggs. The Martez sisters first appeared in the in season seven episode, "The Clone Wars," titled "Gone with a Trace." Um, at the start of the of the arc called Ahsoka's Journey, Rafa and Trace take Ahsoka in 
and she leaves the Jedi Order, finds herself in a lower depths of Coruscant. Um, it's unlikely alliance considering the sister's feelings towards the Jedi. Yeah, but their feelings toward her are different. Right, right. So. But um, the interaction with Ahsoka in that definitely changed their opinion of what a Jedi was. Exactly, and, exactly. But she's no Jedi. True story. True story, indeed you do. The Martez sisters call a mysterious figure at the end of the episode, saying that they've acquired the tactical droid data. Rafa also considers the existence of a rogue group of clones interesting enough to tell her employer. The music in this scene is ominous, slightly reminiscent of the music from when Maul was captured during the Siege of Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Yeah, and, and on a second watch of that, I definitely agree. The, the tone of the music was ominous. Right, right. It wasn't it wasn't Ahsoka's theme for sure. Um Karelia. Han Solo's home planet has been a long staple in the saga. Solo, a Star Wars story, detailed its dirty cities and underworld gangs. Although the planet has appeared countless times throughout the books, comics, and video games over the decades. The most famous Karelians of all. Han Solo and his partner Kira are children at this point in the timeline, but we know that they are already embroiled in the White Worms gang. They don't make a cameo in here, which is surprising since Star Wars rarely avoids opportunities to bring classic characters to new properties. I can see that it wasn't necessary. Right. It would have been that would have been a far, far reach. Mm-hmm. Um all in all, another good episode. Hell yeah. Uh, I like the way this, uh, this I like series Omega's is weapon. going. Omega's bow thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell that's called. That thing is dope. Yeah. How it shoots the lasers and it's got the laser like mm-hmm. string, whatever. Choo, 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 choo. I love that. Thing. Yeah. It's vaguely uh, uh, akin to Chewie's bowcaster. Kind of. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, I think it doubles as like a shield too. Kind of, kind of. Looks like she can wear it on. Yeah, like armor. Hit people. Yep. Smokes Um, them in the face. Definitely, definitely cool. Um, Where do you think we're going from here? Do you think we're going to get Ahsoka? Do you think we're going to get somebody much more nefarious pulling the strings here? I don't know. This this whole Bad Batch thing, it's been a hard read considering we don't know what happens in this timeline. This, right. is, all, this is all new stuff, so uh, I'm... It's hard to say. My my thing is I thought Ahsoka when I saw the, the kind of robes, but I'm not sure it's a hologram, so in the way they position it, it's, it's kind of hard to tell who knows, mm-hmm. but uh, Ahsoka would make sense. But then when you said Darth Maul, I was like, I can see that because these sisters are just out to grab whatever they can grab, whatever strings they can pull to pull them and get money and, and mm-hmm. provide for themselves. So, mm-hmm. um, Either way, I'm in. Oh, yeah. So let's get into the main topic. You want to do that? I think we should. We should. Definitely. Um, we're going to talk about uh, two of Kevin Smith's earlier works. Uh, movies we're particularly fond of. Hell yeah! Um, we're gonna funny start ass movies. funny ass movies. Th- these movies really uh, had a lot to do with shaping my sense of humor. Mine, mine too. Mine um, too. Clerks, Mall Rats, and then Chasing Amy. All, all of the universe. Mm-hmm. Really. Um, Growing up, they've come out at different times within my life, but they've helped my, my movies and my comedy and they've helped all that grow right i think it's um also the the fact that kevin smith was growing up while he was making these movies um and we were growing up while we were watching them it's it's a thing that you don't particularly get with most uh directors because they're not often the writers of the stories and kevin smith's um stories are very reflective yeah yeah. On, on where he's at in his life. Yep. And so I, I think the movies grew with us. It grew with our sense of humors, shaped us a little more than your typical um, right. movies would. Um, Mall Rats, written and directed by Kevin Smith, starring Jason Lee, Jeremy London, Shannon Doherty, Claire 
for Lonnie, I have no idea who the fuck she is. She's the uh, T.S.'s girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, she didn't do much. No. Uh, ben Affleck, who the to fuck is... To be honest it? with you, I didn't think she was a great actress. Uh-uh. I'm I don't, not very fond of her in this. I don't know who that Ben Affleck guy is. Not sure either. Jason Mewes, Joey Lauren Adams, and uh, Michael Rooker. And Kevin Smith. Yeah, as Silent Bob. Hell yeah. <clears throat> College student T.S. Quint is preparing for a trip to Universal Studios Florida in Orlando with Brandy Svenning, during which he plans to propose to her. However, Brandy tells him she cannot go due to having volunteered to fill in as a contestant on Truth or Date, her father's dating game show, because the original contestant had died from an embolism bursting in her brain while swimming 700 laps at the local YMCA following T.S.'s comment regarding her weight. That shit cracked me up. Every time. Every time it cracks me up. Could you imagine seeing somebody trying to swim 700 laps? <laughs> I can just imagine seeing somebody just go, just go, just go. Just, caboose. Yep. Yep. Caboose. And honestly, I can't see that a brain embolism would be the thing that would uh, take somebody out. Like, it'd be like muscle, muscle spasm. A cramp, or... a cramp in their leg, and they're like, oh, and then they drown. <laughs> right. That's awful. Silver Spear 5150 joins the chat. Hello. What's up, dude? Or dudette? We're not sure yet. TS dismisses the blame, and they argue over that, and then they break up. TS turns to his best friend, Brody Bruce, who has been dumped by his girlfriend, Renee, and Brody suggests the two might find comfort at the local mall. I thought it was hilarious that Brody... It's Keith. Keith. Layman. I know that. Keith Lehman. I, I've never heard the. I've never seen the Silver Spear. He must have a multitude of accounts. Keith is a multitude of greatness. He is a multitude of greatness. That is true. I completely forgot what I was going to say. Fair enough. You're a fucking dick. Mm-hmm. In the extended version, TS is dressed up for a play recital. What? What the fuck? Oh, fuck, yes. This is the thing that was deleted out of the main okay. movie. All right. I was like, what in, the hell are you doing? In the original cut of the movie, uh, T.S. is dressed up for a play recital and is holding a prop musket when speaking to Brandy. Subsequently, his musket gets caught in her hair before accidentally firing. T.S. is misinterpreted as a sniper attempting to assassinate the governor. Whom Brandy's father Jared works for. What the fuck? Hence all the scenes in the movie where they referred to the governor's ball. Right, right. You brought that up during the movie when mm-hmm. we were watching it. Sorry about that. I was like, what the hell is That should have been at the end. Yeah, that's that's my what bad. Shit. Uh TS finds himself surrounded by news reporters before finding refuge in Brody's mother's basement, where Brody eventually suggests they go to the mall and hide in plain sight. The Truth or Date show, which was to be hosted by Jared, was referenced within the first scene of the extended version. Brody and T.S. discover Truth or Date is being filmed at the same mall through their friend Willem, who thought the film tries to, or throughout the film, tries to see a sailboat in a magic eye poster. The two ass local slackers, Jay and Silent Bob, to destroy the show's stage, a task for which they devise an elaborate but ultimately unsuccessful play. It's a scooter. It's a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb, dumb bastard. bastard. It's a sailboat. <laughs> the schooner is a sailboat, dumb, dumb shit. shit. I love this movie. It's so good. Brody and TS run into Trisha Jones, a 15-year-old senior who is writing a book on the sex drive of men from ages 14 to 30 for which she has sex with various men as research and films every encounter. She then reveals that the previous night she had sex with Shannon Hamilton, a 25-year-old clothing store manager who hates Brody because of, of his lacking of shopping agenda. Brody then learns that Renee has begun a relationship with Shannon. Brody confronts Renee to find out more about the relationship and the two have sex in an elevator. Which we discussed while watching the show is the biggest elevator ever. It's like the most lit up shipping elevator on the planet. Yeah, it's it is the size of a shipping container. It's fucking huge. Yeah. yeah. Um 
Brody is later abducted and attacked by Shannon, who intends to have sex with Renee in a very uncomfortable place. Like the back of a Volkswagen? Like the back of a Volkswagen. As a result of this incident, Jay and Silent Bob assault the mall's Easter Bunny after an incorrect assumption that has about who attacked Brody. It's like he did this shit on 100% purpose. Yeah. He was like, what happened? He's like, it was a fucking Easter Bunny. It was an Easter Bunny. Like he set the dogs loose. Mm -hmm. Brandy's father, Jared, has Brody and T.S. arrested on false charges of drug possession at the mall. Jay and Silent Bob are able to rescue Brody and T.S. And they hide out at the local flea market where they meet the topless fortune teller, Ivana, who gives them both advice on the relationship of their relationship problems. T.S. decides to win Brandy back and the two return to the mall. I love the whole third nipple. (laughs) (laughs) The best part about the third nipple to me is that she takes it off at the end and fucking eats it. Like it's chewing gum. I just, I love how she was just playing with her boobs and she would just bounce them, push them in, squeeze them, and bounce them, and then squish them in and pull them out. (laughs) She like squeezes both of the double nipples. Yeah, she would squeeze both the double nipples. And every time she would squeeze both the double nipples, Brody was like, oh. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Uh, Before the show begins, Brody meets fame Marvel Stan. Legend Stan Lee, who gives him advice on romance. Uh, this was revealed immediately after the oh, after to be re- be a request by TS. Thank you. Um, somehow Stan knows Stan Lee. After this, Brody requests that his friend Trisha Jones retrieve footage of her having sex with Shannon. Meanwhile, TS also persuades Jay to get two of the game show contestant stoned, which allows him and Brody to replace them on truth or date. They get bombed. Yeah. They don't get stoned. They get bombed. Yep. They get fucked up. It was good stuff. Uh, During the show, Brandy recognizes the voices of Brody and TS and an on-air argument between them ensues. Brody ultimately gets the two of them to stop arguing, explaining that TS has been pining for Brandy all day. Then T.S. proposes to Brandy, and she accepts. As the police arrive to arrest T.S. and Brody after the show is over, Silent Bob plays a sex tape of Shannon and Trisha, resulting in his arrest for statutory rape. Brody and Renee renew their relationship as a result. And the conclusion reveals that T.S. marries Brandy at Universal Studios while on the Jaws attraction. Trisha's book is a bestseller. Shannon is imprisoned and subsequently raped. Willem eventually does see the sailboat. Brody becomes the host of the twilight the tonight show with Renee as his band leader and that Jay and silent Bob get an orangutan named Suzanne. Yes. Yes. Um, the, the shit with Willem eventually seeing a sailboat always cracks me up because, um, I heard Kevin tell a story one time that they had Willem purposely looking for the sailboat so that he felt somewhat perplexed and there was no picture underneath the screwy. It was just a weird. Yeah. It was just a, it was just one of those eye things that there's nothing. And like we were talking about the guy that played Willem is now fucking ripped. Yeah. He is jacked. Mm -hmm. He is like, Yeah, he's huge. Um, so we got some movie facts about mall rats before we get into chasing Amy. Hell yeah. The studio sold it as a smart porkies. Universal was so confident in the film's prospects that they referred to it as a more intelligent version of the classic 1981 high school movie and had plans for a mall rat sequel before the original film was even released. They canceled those plans after Mallrats earned just over 2.1 million in theaters. Right. Damn. Um, I didn't realize it was that low. This movie suffers from one of the uh, the things that most Kevin Smith movies have always suffered from. They make the movie, and then the studio does a real shit job marketing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like the studios could never quite figure out how to mar- market Kevin Smith movies. So they're almost uh, always cult classics. Luna Girl says, I love that movie because they were about the same ages as the character. We were about the same ages as the characters, and the mall was the hangout staple in the 90s. It was very relatable. 
the only argument I have in this phone is or in this in this phone. What the fuck? I don't know, bro. Who knows? But in this situation is the mall wasn't as crowded. Mm-hmm. Because when we were growing up, the mall was fucking crowded. Yeah, busy. But I mean the crowd of people when they were doing the show, that made sense. But when you're watching the scenes, there's not a whole lot of people yep. on the scenes. I remember being a kid walking into uh I don't know who, you know, who identifies with this, but we had a store called Montgomery Wards. Yeah. And there would just be people everywhere. They sold everything from fucking clothes to TVs to Dude, I remember small walking into Sears like that. And now yeah. Sears doesn't even exist here. Mm-hmm. Sears used to be hopping, dude. Yep. Um, Jenny McCarthy and Jennifer Love Hewitt auditioned for this movie. Uh, Jenny McCarthy claimed that, that Smith didn't even wait until she was out of the office before they started laughing. Um, Kevin Smith tells that story uh, quite differently. Um, he talks about uh, her audition going really well, um, her not being particularly right for the part, but they liked liked her stuff, and, and they talked about maybe bringing her in on another project later. Um, I can't remember if he he said that uh, somebody had cracked a joke about something else entirely or if he couldn't remember why they were laughing or whatever, but um, mis- misunderstanding, I guess. Yeah. And I yeah. guess it cost her an opportunity to work with Kevin later. Yeah. Um, Love Hewitt. Tried as well, but didn't make the cut. Uh, Willem Atherton was offered the role as Brandy's father, Mr. Svenning, uh, but he opted out to act in Biodome instead. I don't know who William Atherton is. I don't I'm either. I'm sure if he showed me a picture, I'd be like, oh, I know who he is, but I'm not good with actors unless they're like... Yeah, big ones. Um, yeah. Biodome was a big project, though. I enjoyed that Polly Shore. The shit was mm-hmm. funny, but yeah. I mean, I know that one was a flopper, but a cult classic as well. Right. Is it me? Mm, yeah. Parker Posey initially had the role of Renee. Joey Lauren Adams had believed for one year that she was going to get the role of Renee, Brody's girlfriend, until her agent informed her that her best friend, Parky, Parker Posey, had gotten the part. Awkwardly, Posey was standing right next to Adams when she got the news. Tears streaming down my face, I hugged and congratulated her. As visions of arsenic danced in my head, says Adams. Eventually, Posey had to drop out due to a scheduling conflict, and Shannon Doherty got the part instead. Adams read for and won the part of Gwen. Which I love Gwen. I love Joey Laura Adams. Yeah. Especially back in the day. She was a smoke show. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I brought up before, uh, she is good in uh, United States of Terra, which, as far as I know, is the most recent thing she worked on. Right. Uh, me and Tisha really liked that show. Uh, ben Affleck wanted to star in, in the movie. He settled for playing Shannon, despite not wanting to play another bad guy like he had in Dazed and Confused. Uh, ben said, part of me was like God. Am I going to be relegated to throwing people into lockers for the rest of my career? That would suck. Um, he did a good job, man. Yeah. He plays a good dickhead. Yeah, he does. He's really kind of got dickhead down. Yeah, he, he's got it down straight. Uh, Seth Green was used by the studio as insurance in case Jason Muse couldn't cut it. Even though Jason Muse had played Jay and Clerks, Graham's, Graham Mercy Pictures, a universal subsidiary, Forced him to audition against Seth Green, then kept Green available just in case they found it necessary to replace Muse during filming. The studio also wouldn't pay for Muse air travel, his hotel room, or for rehearsals. After studio heads witnessed his first day of work, they left satisfied with his performance. This, this isn't the only time that Jason got dicked around by a studio, and this is before he turned into an addict. Right. So I am assuming some of that had to do with... Right. You know, he, like he just couldn't fucking win for losing. Right, exactly. He's got a pretty good life now, but he really right, had he to work for shit. it. Oh, yeah, he went through some shit, man. Um, Lunar Girl brings up, too, uh, that uh, we see um, the guy who plays Brandy's dad. Uh, what's his name? Michael Roker. Michael Roker uh, in Walking Dead as Merle. Yep. And then we see him 
in Guardians of the Galaxy as Yondu. Yes. I picture him forever as Yondu. Yeah, he has a he's he, more Yondu to me than he is any other character. I think so. Um he's had a very good career. There's there's a lot of people that are in this movie that um go on to have really great careers. Right. Right. Uh Walter Flanagan really did have a dog. Um Walter Flanagan played fanboy um in this which is essentially he's the guy in the hockey jersey outside yeah. of the comic yeah, yeah, book yeah. shop um he purchased a tiny puppy dog during filming he named it brody and let it run around the closed mall and the empty parking lot where she ran around so fast that she looked like a little hockey puck <laughs> uh that's where jay's comment that someone is running faster than walt flanagan's dog comes from I was wondering where that came because I caught that when we were listening to it. I was like, wait a second. Um, there used to be a show uh, Growing Old with Jay and Bob. Mm-hmm. You ever listen to that? Yeah. Um, I heard Jay tell that story a couple of times. Nice. After you listen to like 65, 75 episodes of that show, you're like, oh, I've heard this story three fucking times. <laughs> All right, let's get into uh, Chasing Amy, which came out in 1997, written and directed by Kevin Smith and starring Ben Affleck, Joey Lauren Adams, and Jason Lee. This is my favorite Kevin Smith movie. You know, after watching both Mallrats and Chasing Amy, Chasing Amy has now surpassed Mallrats for me. I think this is, of, of all the things that he wrote throughout his entire career, I think this is the smartest movie he made i like dogma i like dogma quite a bit but i don't think that the the depth of uh emotional development exists in in dogma that exists in this movie it just hits it hits something for me well it's something something completely different yeah but it hits something for me that makes it stand out for me more so than than chasing amy that's fair we're gonna get to that movie here pretty soon in our agenda yeah we are um, comic book artist and lifelong best friends Holden McNeil and Banky Edwards meet fellow comic book artist Alyssa Jones at a comic book convention where they're promoting their comic Blunt Man and Chronic. Holden is immediately attracted to Alyssa, but soon learns that she's a lesbian. She learns the hard, he learns the hard way, right? Uh, the two begin spending time together and a deep friendship develops. Holden eventually confesses his love to Alyssa. She is initially angry with him, but that night the two sleep together and begin a romantic relationship. Uh, just to address the chat real fast, Jess brings up that there's a sequel of Mall Rats in pre-production. Right. Um, Kevin wrote three or four treatments of that, and he couldn't really sell it to anybody. Isn't that why he's doing... Um Clerks three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, they, uh, he, he wrote it as a movie, two different ways. And then he wrote it as a, a TV series and he just could not get, you know, the last nail in the coffin to get it made. Get it right. then. That's fine with me. Um, don't, don't do it. If it's not right. That, he knows the problem with, uh, that movie now is, um, People Nobody don't have, yeah, people don't have any resonance with malls Except anymore. older people who walk it. True story. True story. But they're not watching Kevin Smith movies. Well, not all of them. Some of them might. Um, this new development worsens the tensions between Holden and Banky, and Banky resents Alyssa for coming between him and his best friend. Banky uncovers dirt on Alyssa's past, telling Holden that Alyssa once participated in a threesome with two men. She got locked up like Chinese finger cuffs. Yep. Finger cuffs. Finger cuffs. That becomes her nickname. Her nickname. Uh, this this upsets Holden, who has believed that she is the was the only man Alyssa had ever slept with. And he clumsily attempts to bait her into confessing, leading to an argument. Watching this now, I don't know, being 38 now and just... It made me so angry. It was like Ben Affleck. I'm like, you're fucking up right now. Dude. Mm-hmm. You are so fucking up right now. Yep. Before when I watched this, really didn't have any that much emotion towards it. But now I'm like, dude, 
what are you doing? Right. The, the version of me that watched this the first time, um, you're talking, I was probably 13 or something like that. Right. I was like, right along with, yeah, tell her. Right. But and now you watch it now. You're like, Oh I'm- yeah, I've got 40 or 40 years of life behind me going, bro, you're fucking looking at this all wrong. Right. Sorry. I, had a, I got a text and I shouldn't have been looking. Uh, she angrily confirms that the three, she angrily confirms the threesome, but refuses to apologize for her past sexual experiences. Alyssa says she wishes to continue their relationship, but Holden leaves feeling unsure. Oh, I wanted to punch the shit out of him too. Mm-hmm. This last time I watched, I watched it last week. I wanted yep. to knock the shit out of him. You um, dumb son of a bitch. That's another feeling that I identified to with. Um, there was a point in my life where I was relatively inexperienced and I dated a girl who had a lot more experience. Right. And I remember feeling fucking in, inferior to that, for lack of a better way to explain it, worldliness. Right. You know, um, later while Holden was uh, or has lunch with Jay and Silent Bob, Silent Bob reveals that he was once in a relationship similar to Holden despite the fact that he was in love with his girlfriend amy his anger about her adventurous sex sexual past led him to end the relationship later realizing that this was a mistake he says that he spent every day since chasing amy so to speak speak. i love that story that silent bob tells even though it annoys the shit out of jay i love that they i love that he tell it Jen says no text during the show Brady get your shit together whoa whoa nobody tells me to get my shit together and Luna girl's right I gotta edit all this shit out how what what the fuck just happened what the (laughs) fuck just happened Jen says because of you it's the choppiest show ever (laughs) he threw his cap he's fucking cereal since it's the choppiest show ever you want to read the next one bullshit (laughs) Moved by Silent Bob's story, Holden devises a plan to fix both his relationship with Alyssa and his estranged friendship with Banky. He invites them both over and tells Alyssa that he would like to get over her past and remain her boyfriend. He also tells Banky that he realizes that Banky is gay and in love with Holden. That that whole thing, he's like, just like, what? What? Me? Do you want to do this? No. Oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) Holden suggests a threesome. Though initially shocked, Banky agrees to participate, but Alyssa refuses. Oh, thank God. Reasoning that it will not save their relationship and that the proposal is offensive. Alyssa and Banky both leave. Uh, Even at like 13 years old, I was like, that's offensive. Yeah, like, what are you doing here, buddy? Like, chill the fuck out. One year later, both Banky and Alyssa are busy promoting their own respective comics at a convention. It is revealed that Holden and Banky dissolve their partnership of Bluntman and Chronic, the rights to which Banky now exclusively owns. Banky smiles sadly at seeing Holden, who silently congratulates him for his own solo comic being successful. Banky gestures over a booth hosted by Alyssa and wordlessly encourages Holden to go talk to her. He has a brief emotional conversation with Alyssa and gives her a copy of Chasing Amy, his new comic based on their relationship. After Holden leaves, Alyssa's new girlfriend arrives and asks if she, who she was talking to. Uh, smiling and teary-eyed, Alyssa replies, oh, just some guy I knew. One of Kevin Smith's key inspirations for this movie was his relationship with Joey Lauren Adams. The inspiration for Chasing Amy came out of Kevin's a uh, two-year romantic relationship with her. Uh, Kevin is quoted as saying, the character of Holden is the closest to me I've ever written. Casting Ben was aesthetically wishful thinking, perhaps. Um, and Alyssa is actually the his voice of reason uh, that I would never listen to. I know that I was uh, doing well, f- feeling immature, but you just can't fight City Hall sometimes. Uh, Smith wrote about the uh, biographical nature of Chasing Amy. He said that Chasing Amy is is me on a slab laid out for the world to see. 
He said that quite a few times, actually, in different different ways. Right. Um, but this this movie seems to be um, kind of where he was at in his mid twenties, or maybe late twenties. It was originally going to be a PG thirteen movie set in high school. The studio initially suggested to Smith that he make Chasing Amy as a PG thirteen high school movie. Smith thought about it for a time and wrote some scenes. Ethan Suple was going to play one of the main characters, but then Smith changed his mind. A week later, I was like, no, Smith told the AV Club. Then the movie Mallrats tanked, and that sealed the deal. It was just like, that's the last movie I make, and there has, that's the last movie I make that doesn't have anything going on. What the fuck? It was just like, that's the last movie I make that doesn't have anything on its mind. Right. That was a hard one to read. But, but it really, that was a struggle bus city. It really makes sense when you think about it. Red Gatorade. Red Gatorade, for sure. Son of a bitch. Um, he, basically, what he's saying is uh, mall rats did so poorly at the box office because people were like, this movie's got no point. Right. It's just kind of nonsensical gibberish about some kids hanging out at a mall. And so Kevin decided that from then on, his movies were going to be uh, more thoughtful, have a reason for being uh, made, like to to tell a developing story, which is probably why I love Chasing Amy and you love Dogma being his next two movies. Right. And both those movies have quite a bit on their minds. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Uh, Miramax wanted John Stewart, David Schwimmer, Drew Barrymore to star in this movie. Wow. wow. It's amazing the kind of shit that studios try shoving down directors' throats. Yeah, oh, I know. It's fucking crazy. Um, Smith wrote Holden, Banky, and Alyssa with Affleck, Lee, and Adams in mind, but the studio wanted bigger names. So they came to a compromise. Instead of Miramax footing the $2 million budget, uh, the actors with the actors that they wanted, Smith suggested that they pay 250000 with his actors, and if Bob and Harvey Weinstein liked what they saw, they could buy it. Nice. Um, really, like, once again, Chasing Amy is my, my favorite movie. It's got the most emotional depth, and um, it shows how stupid we are as young males Fuck and yeah, trying to understand. We're, yeah. We're still dumb. Um, it's, it's one of those, it, it's the kind of movie that um, along with like, you know, the way I was raised made me go, well, I don't understand most things and I should probably listen twice as much as I talk, which is odd for somebody on a podcast that talks all the time. All the fucking time. Um, but, uh, definitely, definitely one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. Yeah. Uh, chasing Amy definitely is, is it'd probably be my next after dogma. Yeah. Realistically. Uh, because, and they're, they're so different from your Jay and silent Bob Yeah, and reboot. You know what I mean? They're, they're drastically different. Although they pull some of them same characters in mm-hmm. they're they're completely different movies. Everybody make sure that you can like this video. Uh, Speaking of five-star reviews, boom! we've got a five-star review. Hell or, yeah. Or a review with some stars, anyway. Exactly. It is actually five stars. Five. five. And it is titled, Fun Star Wars Talk. Don mm. and Brady do a fun show every week. Give their opinions all things Star Wars and other stuffs. Other stuffs. If they're in my playlist, it's recommended listening by me, Rural Farm Boy. Nice. Thanks, yeah. thanks, for the, thanks for the feedback, man. We greatly appreciate that. Um, if you want to leave a, a review uh, like Rural Farm Boy did, uh, go to iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts, um, uh, YouTube, and, uh, and leave us some kind of review. Why don't we open that up to the somehow open that up to Facebook? Leave us a, a review on, on yeah, Facebook. That would be cool. Yep. Somehow get our attention. Don and Brady, right? Title it Don and Brady Facebook review. Yep. And we'll read that. 
Yep, or tag us in it, or tag, tag us both in it. Yep, tag us both in it on the Escape Pod Facebook page as uh, an Escape Pod iTunes review or, or podcast review, mm-hmm. and we'll read it. Or or in, instant messenger us if yeah in, yeah if you want to do it instant while you want to give it to just one of us that's fine we'll yep. we'll, we'll do that. Um. Anyway, uh, leaving us reviews uh, helps people decide whether or not they want to invest their time in watching the show. Um, we have, uh, one comment last week on the show. Um, and for whatever reason, it's escaping me who it was, uh, shouldn't be, but it definitely is. Oh, somebody said in the chat, it was actually Luna girl, but I just want to say it. And I'm going to say congratulations to you and congratulations to me. Both of our kids graduate, our oldest graduated high school. Well, not yes. your oldest, but. My, My youngest. Oldest, your youngest. They graduated high school. So class of 2021. That's pretty fucking rocking, dude. DJ from Tanner? Rogue One Radio. Oh, DJ from, DJ from Rogue One. That's not you're talking about from Full House. Um, so DJ from Rogue One Radio is going to get a yeah. issue of Star Wars Insider. Ooh, let's pick it out right now. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. There. Yeah. There we go. Uh, see there. Baby Yoda on the cover. Baby Yoda on the cover. Hell yeah. That's coming to you, DJ. Yep. We're going to need an address, so, so you're going to have to hit us up. Can, uh, probably through Twitter, you can probably get a hold of yeah. I know he's on there. Yep, on the I'll Twitter get him sphere. on Twitter. Yeah. Um. So, like, subscribe, share, hit the little bell on YouTube, and then leave us some kind of uh, review, and you could win the next uh, issue of uh, Star Wars Insider. Hell yeah. Well... It's the next issue we have. Yeah, it's the next issue we're giving out. Yep. So you don't have them yet. You don't have it, and we have it, and, and you gonna, want it. And you want it, so let's yep. get it. Yep, so that's two I have to send out because I'm a slacker. It's okay. Fair enough. It's okay. Well. um, Make sure you subscribe and get us wherever you Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Don, tell them where they can find you, buddy. Uh, you can find me at Jetfire. 1979 on Twitter and Della Snooch on Instagram and Brady tell them where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at lowercase o zero capital B I G underscore capital L O V I N zero lowercase o and once again that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find us and other great podcasts at red5network.com before we move on oh shit son let's toast our boys yeah. Congratulations, boys. Congratulations, son. Way to kill high school. Hell yeah. <sighs> so with that, may the force be with you. And, and go, go blue. blue. I got a piss, though. No. Yes, I do. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com.